Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let us begin this morning with prayer. Avinu Malkenu. You are our God. You are our King. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you, we magnify you. Lord, I pray, Father, that this day would be the beginning of a revived spirit within us, the desire to come closer to you, the desire to be excited by you and your word, that we would just sense your presence and that you would be with us in a tremendous way. Lord, send your revival throughout our country. Lord, we need you. So we bless you, we thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. So in as you know, in, in this year of 2021, we've been talking about prayer. We started out with who is God and what he's he done for us, but then... We talked about prayer, and we continued talking about prayer each week. And uh, in a sense, this week won't be that different. Uh, before we get started, I would just mention to you that uh, if if you are able to support us financially, that would be a tremendous blessing. And uh, so, go to our website, heartofmessiah.org, and. And feel free to click on that donate button or just call Karen at 813-831-5673. And we would love to have you visit with us at our services. Love for you to go on our website or Facebook Live. Uh, what an opportunity to uh, join with us as we'll talk about in prayer even. So, um God is is giving us all these opportunities. Let's see if we can take advantage of them and and strengthen and increase our community of people who are committed to you, Lord. Yes, right? Okay. Last week we talked about commitment and perseverance in prayer, and I believe this will be part of what leads us 
to revival. I've been praying about revival. Revival is one of the areas I pray the most about because I feel it will solve the problems uh, that I might have personally or in my family, but also in our country. Uh, And these are problems that we figure we cannot solve on our own, right? You know, in Luke 18, 1, Yeshua told them the parable to show that they should always pray and not be discouraged. Isn't that a great word for today? To always pray and not be discouraged? Let's pray for revival. Praying for revival is a matter of faith. We're praying for something we know about, but don't necessarily see in our lives or those around us, and we certainly don't see it in our country. Yet, you know, I believe revival's all around us. It reminds me of the story of Purim, which we celebrated this past weekend, uh, weekend, and it's taken from the book of Esther. Can you imagine a book in the Bible that does not mention God once? and does not mention prayer once. But if you're familiar with the book of Esther, God is everywhere through the story, and so is prayer. And and so we see that because we are looking from a different vantage point, that's we can we read the story and we, we see it. That's how we have to look at revival. It's there. We just have to stoke the flames. Now, the word revival is not in Scripture. Are you surprised? (laughs) But the description of revival is all throughout Scripture. The way I am going to use the word revival, it means a spiritual awakening, uh, spiritually coming to life, where God becomes number one in our lives and more important than the world which we demonstrate by our prayer life, our giving God more time, quality, intensity, expectation, hearing his voice, obeying him, and greatly enjoying his presence and our life of service with great joy. That's revival. That means God is it. And, and though revival isn't in Scripture, um, the word, actually, uh, the, to be revived is in Scripture and many places, which we'll look at shortly. And when we are revived, even in services, it feels great. We feed the poor. We we did that this, uh, this past week. We we sent out twenty five. Uh, we had people in our congregation give out twenty five Purim baskets to those who are shut ins or who don't have anything, and and so. It was a blessing not only for the people who received, but for the people who gave. You know, uh, we are to minister to people, whether it's in the kitchen or a ride home or greeting people. And when we're revived, we are the whole package. You know what I mean? And another way of looking at revival is that before you become revived, you look as if you are dead, So don't be discouraged. God wants to take you from lethargy to excitement about him. We are to be dead, but dead uh, to ourselves and alive in Yeshua, right? Okay. So prayer is the basis of revival. Don't be discouraged. John Piper wrote an article on revival that I can really relate to. Now, listen closely to this. It's a little bit heady, but uh, I really liked it. 
The idea of revival originates in the reality that, on the one hand, God is the decisive giver of all spiritual life, and on the other hand, humans, even those who are born again and part of God's covenant family, from time to time drift into a kind of lifelessness and lethargy and backsliding and indifference and weakness. And when you put those two together, God as the giver of life and man as the ever drifting towards lifelessness, what you get is the need for the hope of reviving, coming back to life, a fresh outpouring of God's life-giving spirit on his people. Okay, I, I just really think that describes it pretty well. Now, consider these three very important ways to look at where revival come from. It comes from you. You could say that uh, it comes from God alone. You could say it comes from your works and prayers alone. But I believe that it comes from a combination of us and our works and prayers and God. Without any of those, it would be hard. Though I'm sure God could do it alone if He wanted us to be revived. Um, and revival doesn't happen without God ordaining it. And But I believe that he wants us to desire it. He wants it to be in our innermost being. He wants us to work for it. But if you desire revival, I believe you're halfway there. And Psalm 85, 7 says this, Will you not revive us again so your people may rejoice in you? Do you hear the desire and the crying out for revival in this verse? Will you not revive us again? Right? So your people may rejoice in you. But we go further. Before we go further, let's answer a question. You know, that came up when I gave this uh, message um, at our congregation. And somebody said, well, how come I see this as Psalm 85.7? You see it as Psalm 85.7, and I see it as Psalm 85.6. So the reason is in Jewish translations, including the TLV, the Tree of Life, sometimes the description of the um, will will take verse 1. And so if the description, as an example... In uh, the TLV, it says for verse 1, for the music director, a psalm of the sons of Korah, Adonai will will you favor your land. Okay. And so, um, and in in the NASB, uh, Psalm 85.1 starts out with, Lord, you showered favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. Well, so that would be verse 2 in the TLV. Verse 1 was the, the description uh, having to do with the sons of Korah, which the NSB also has, but it's not considered a verse. It's, it's like a little intro. Okay? That was just something I throw in, but I really want to talk to you about revival. You know, uh, Psalm 85, which we just looked at, uh, the first ver- uh, the verse... Uh, well, the beginning of it, uh, is connected really to the book of Nehemiah, the, the description there in which only part of the Jewish nation had returned from Babylonian captivity. 
And there seemed to be a connection between physical salvation, returning to the land, and forgiveness of sin and spiritual revival. So let's look at Psalm 85 and get a a, a real sense of that. Will you bear away your people's iniquity? Will you pardon all their sin? See, now we're talking about spiritual revival, right? Will you withdraw all your wrath? Will you turn from your burning anger? Restore us, O God, of our salvation, and renounce your indignation with us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger from generation to generation? Will you not revive us again so your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, Adonai, and grant us your salvation. And of course, you remember that salvation, the Hebrew is Yeshua. And so this is, and grant us Yeshua, your Yeshua. So there are a number of things here. Uh, One is that, again, I believe there's a connection between the physical and the spiritual revival. But another thing that's interesting is that we see that when we get revival based on the scripture, one of the characteristics of revival is that people will rejoice in the Lord. That's exciting, isn't it? Okay, Habakkuk 3, 1 and 2, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet as a passionate song. Adonai, I have heard the report about you, and I have come to fear. Adonai, revive your work through the years. Throughout the years, make it known in wrath. Remember compassion. So again, you see the background verse is verse 1, but in this case, uh, the Jewish version and the Christian versions are the same. Uh, but then it says, revive your work. Ref- and I believe that refers to bring your people close to God. They fear God, it says, probably because of their sin. They deserve wrath, yet we're asking the, the Lord for compassion. But asking to be revived here is about God doing something in the people to bring them back to life so that they could have this close relationship with the Almighty. The description says this is a prayer, this uh, Habakkuk 3. That's what the, the beginning of it says. And you have to realize that throughout all of Scripture, there's always been prayer. For revival. This is common in Scripture. Psalm 80, 18 through 20. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, the son of your man you have made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. Adonai Sivaot. Restore us. Make your face shine and we will be saved. This is an interesting verse. It says, Revive us and we will call on your name. Yet, In the psalm of Asaph, already we're calling on the name of God. So by saying, revive us, we're asking for more. We want life. And Yeshua, being the Son of Man and at the right hand of God, giver of life, giver of revival. Amen? Isaiah 57.15 also gives us insight into being revived. In context, Isaiah 57, starting with verse 13. When you cry out, will you, will your collection of idols save you? 
The wind will carry them off. A breath will take them away. But he who takes refuge in me will possess the land and will inherit my holy mountain. Then it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the way, remove every stumbling block out of the way of my people. And I really believe that this is a, a call for revival, to take refuge in the Lord and, and to possess the land and, and, and inherit the holy mountain. We're talking about revival, build up, prepare the way, remove every stumbling block. Now, I, when I think of removing every stumbling block, I think of Matthew seventeen twenty. It says, where you have a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Nothing is impossible for you. And then in verse 15, it says, For thus says the high and exalted one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in a high and holy place, yet also with a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the contrite. So we see that God wants to take a humble and contrite heart and revive us. So you have to check your heart, right? A prayer that you can use to pray for revival, change the pronouns and pray it for yourself. Ephesians three sixteen through 19. I pray that from your glorious riches, you would grant me to be strengthened in my inner being with power through your Ruach, so that Messiah may dwell in my heart through faith. I pray that me, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to grasp with all the saints, the Kiddushim, what is the width and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Messiah, which surpasses knowledge, so I may be filled up and all with all the fullness of God. That to me is an experience of revival. Amen. Can we pray the scripture for ourselves and for each other? In the time of Yeshua, we see the disciples doing miracles are being around Yeshua, but they also needed to be revived. Yeshua told them in Acts 1.4 to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. And Acts 1.14, they were of one mind in prayer. What do you think they were praying for? Look, if you're going to be in one mind, there's very few things you can pray for except for revival. People wanted more of God. That's why they were praying, all 120 of them, a group prayer meeting, group perseverance, group patience, one mind praying for revival. And then, as we know, in Acts uh 2 verses 1 through 4, we see the revival coming out. And and then it what a revival it was that day later on, 3,000 Jewish people were saved. That is what revival is all about. Look, the power of prayer for revival is this. Our faith put into action, agreeing with God's will to accomplish his purposes. Let me say it again. What I'm trying to define for you is the power of prayer for revival. So what it is, is our faith put into action, agreeing with God's will to accomplish his purposes. Now, besides my morning prayer life, my corporate prayer life includes a number of things. 
For instance, I pray Friday night in a group before services, and we pray for the weekend services Friday evening, right? But we also have office prayer Monday through Friday from 12 to 12.30. On Sunday, I have a Zoom group, and part of the Zoom group, a small group, we pray together, and we pray for each other. And then the the big prayer meeting, so to speak, is Tuesday evening. Now, from 6 to 6.30, our congregation, we pray for congregational needs. And so I don't feel that's necessary to, um, you know, pray with the world. But at 6.30, we turn on Facebook Live, and it's filmed, and you can pray with us from 6.30 to 7.30. What we do there is we pray for revival. We pray for our country. We pray for Israel. We pray for the world. And so from 6.30 to 7.30, you could join us on Facebook. Just go to Shoresh David and, and you, it'll come up. And every, uh, Tuesday, every Tuesday at 6.30, join us. You, you could even have what I call a prayer party. Imagine if you were to invite family, friends, neighbors. You could have revival at your house. You could have prayer meeting at your house. You could, and use us as a third party influence to get your kids involved and to get others involved. Look, I believe revival is the only thing that will save our country. So when we pray Psalm 85, will you not revive us again so your people may rejoice in you? I'm not only praying for revival, but I'm praying for our country to lessen the anger and the frustration and to be able to rejoice in God together. Are you with me? (laughs) Well, you know, have to end the program at this point, but if you feel that this program has been valuable to you, uh, we would ask that you would help support it. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, we would really appreciate it. The way to do that is to call our office at 813-831-5673, speak to Karen, or you can you know, choose to hit the donate button on our website, heartofmessiah.org, or even shoreshtavid.org and go to donate and just mention Heart of Messiah. You know, I believe it's time for you to visit Shoresh David. We have a number of locations. Uh, check our website, and you can join with us Friday night, Saturday morning, or have your own watch party. Or if you are would prefer a service in Spanish, we even have that in our Conexión group, which meets on Saturdays at 3. I, I think it's 3. Maybe it's 4. 4. So I I pray you'll be able to join us, bring visitors, bring Jewish people who don't know you. If you have any questions, comments about the program, uh, or uh, just want to engage with me, uh, you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I just thank you and praise you for what you are doing in our lives. And I do pray for the United States of America that we would come together in unity in revival. I pray that once again, we would make God number one in this country with the majority of people. Bring us together, Lord. 
And Lord, I pray that you do the same thing for Israel as they go into elections this next month. Uh, Father, just pour out your spirit and, and, and let them be fair. Let them, let it go well. Let your person become the prime minister, Lord. We pray that there would be unity in Israel. We pray for the entire Middle East for unity and, and peace. And we pray for the world, Father, that even these countries that are, uh, ideologically against us, Lord. I pray that they would soften their their rhetoric and their heart towards us, and they would want to work together for each one's good, Lord. So I pray for our listeners. I pray that their first priority would be uh, to grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let us all have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I thank you and praise you for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 